You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. You can find more information about Battle Ready and Addison Free Will Baptist Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash Battle Ready Bible Study. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says. All right, welcome back to Battle Ready. Thank you for joining us. We are live from Addison Church and we are here to talk about Matthew chapter 6. We're going to we've been on that one for a couple of weeks now. We want to thank you for being with us. We want to encourage you to get your Bibles out, open it up. Let's talk about the word of the Lord. That's what we we like to do. We believe what it says and we just want to discuss it. So, we're in chapter 6. We've been going through the uh, Sermon on the Mount, <coughs> six and Excuse seven. Me. Before we can finish all that, but I think we've had some really good conversations about what we think and and about what the Bible says and kind of expounding on that. But before we start, where are you going to take us? I want to talk to you about what I did in class yesterday. So I teach a homeschool group of kids, and you might find this odd. Yesterday we spent a good portion of our day discussing the Russian Constitution. Okay. Okay. It's 59 pages long, so we obviously didn't discuss the whole thing, but we got the, the beginning, at least in the beginning. And I told the kids I was really worried when they went home. I'm like, if you just go home and say, what did you learn today? The Russian Constitution, your parents are going to have an issue. So you have to make sure you explain why. <laughs> yes. Because what we've been doing, one of the greatest ways to learn about something is to compare it to something else. Right? I can see what it is when I see what it isn't. Right. So we got out the Russian Constitution because we're studying our Constitution to try to make sure they understand how things are supposed to work. Because here's what I get in class. Every time we talk about anything political, I get everything's broken. Nobody seems to know what they're doing. That's what the kids are seeing Mm -hmm. in our country right now. Everybody just seems angry and like they can't work together and, and how nothing gets done. That's what we talk about. So I'm like, well, let's see how it was supposed to work. I say all that to say this, Yeah. what we've been going through in Matthew, the book of our king, right? Mm -hmm. Talking about Jesus, our king, Mm -hmm. especially in this Sermon of the Mount, is we've been talking about what the the heart of God is versus what it isn't. Mm -hmm. What he he expects from us versus what he never intended. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about external versus internal, just Mm -hmm. over and over and over. The difference between that outward show and that true heart. Yep, that God sees. And also that nobody fulfills all this except for Jesus Christ, our King himself. Mm-hmm. That, that we fall short somewhere, if not everywhere, in this sermon. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, we do. So one of the interesting things when we were studying, the, it's the Constitution of the Russian Federation. Its last overhaul was 2009, updated just again, updated in 2013, but they change it whenever they want, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, now the Constitution, we, we ratified it. We, it was written 1787. It's ratified in every state by 1788. And I said, we have added rights. We have limited the government, mm-hmm. but we haven't changed anything in all that time. Think about how long that's been. Mm-hmm. But whenever they just want to, they can take it all back, and they can put out a new one and, and a new version. Russian We're Russian and America. I'm just saying that. What I love about our king is that he's the he's same yesterday, changing. today, and forever. The way he felt about things in the Old Testament, the reason behind the law that Christ fulfilled has always been love and mercy mm-hmm. and grace mm-hmm. and righteousness and like bringing you into a knowledge of who he is. A relationship. Right? Yes. A, a, of knowing who he is so you can have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you have to think right? about how this affects. So this is me thinking out loud now. So you have to think about how this constitution of the kingdom. So this to is speak, the constitution of the kingdom. That's what I'm getting. Affects at. affects right? the affects the different groups of people that are there at the time. You got your rule keepers, right? Your Pharisees. You've got your political Sadducees. You've got all these different groups of people mm-hmm. who, when they hear this, it's no. I thought this today. It's no different. Than what we have in America today. If this group's talking, this group thinks this. If this one say, I mean, uh-huh. it's the same kind of battle of the mind going on. Well, you they can't do that, and they shouldn't do this. The difference then, being this: 
every other man-made law. I think we have the best in the whole world. That's what I keep telling yes. my kids. Yes. We keep comparing it. I'm like, now what are laws like in Ecuador? What are laws like in Norway? What are laws? We keep doing that. Did they copy some from us? We talk about that. But I say, I think we've got the best man-made system in the have. whole wide world. If, it, if they right? do it right, right? If they, if stick they do it. It's not perfect. It's man-made. No. But they've got the best system. You know where it falls apart? Same it falls apart. Do, <laughs> it right? falls apart in application, and it falls apart because those in charge of administering it are sinful mm-hmm. and are full of sin and wickedness. And but and I said that's not. not. But our king, that's the thing in Matthew six that really comes to life to me, is that we have a king who sees. Mm-hmm. That's really where I wanted to start today, in Genesis sixteen. Before we start in at the end of Matthew six. If you go back to Genesis 16, just to give you a little background, you know, Abraham and Sarah were asked to do a very hard thing by God, and that was, the, I believe, the hardest thing God ever asked a believer to do. Wait. Mm-hmm. He told them that they were going to have an heir, and, and that they were going to have children like the sands of, this, of the seashore and the stars of the sky. But they're old, mm-hmm. right? And they get they and get despair to, of waiting. And it makes sense to them that this can't be what he means because this isn't you right? know the way of having children has That's stopped right. with Sarah. She's yeah, she has to this be is thinking. Impossible well, this now. can't work this way. So, there, so mm-hmm. Sarah's like, well, well, what if it's God's will for us to do it this way? Mm-hmm. What what if we have to help God out, right? Mm-hmm. Then they have a little boy named Ishmael. But there comes a time when Ishmael and Isaac can't dwell together. Because there's a conflict between the women, between the mothers and the boys. And and God says it's okay for Abraham to ask Hagar to leave, to give mm-hmm. her a gift and ask he her to leave. In this, in this sad, chapter... Because he loves, I think Abraham loves Ishmael. I think I, he, he says, it, may Ishmael walk before thee. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of breaks his heart no, that he has to make this. This was yeah. your plan, not my plan. But in, in this part... Uh, there's two times that she leaves, right? There's two, mm-hmm. there's one where she tr- runs where away she and God sends to... her back because mm-hmm. it's not time. He's protecting her. And, and then the there's a time, time when he sends her away, away with a mm-hmm. gift. But in this chapter, when he is, uh, when she is in the desert, I think this is the first time, mm-hmm. when she's in the desert and she's given up hope. And the boy, he's got to be at least 13, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, According to what the Bible's yeah. told us. He's, but she puts him away from her because she he's going to die here and she doesn't want to watch him die. They're in the desert. She's run away. This was her plan here mm-hmm. in this part. And God sends her an angel, an angel to mm-hmm. speak to her. Return to thy mistress and submit thyself right. under so her hands. Th- th- this is the first time. Sends her back because God's mm-hmm. going to take care of her as well. Even though this is not his this is not what God wanted. This is not who God wanted was going to bring the this promise through. This is going to happen. This is how but God still didn't abandon Hagar and he didn't abandon Ishmael and he was there in that situation mm-hmm. and what I wanted to read to is is verse 13 which says and she after the angel comes to her and he he gives her hope and he and he tells her it's going to be all right and you're going to be cared for as well verse 13 says and she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her thou God seest me the God who sees which is El Roy mm-hmm. he's God who sees me right for she said, have I also here looked after him that seeth me? And I thought, in Matthew 6, what we see is a king who sees me. Mm-hmm. All the outward obedience, all the outward submission doesn't fool him for a second. He knows the heart of the matter. Imagine how hard it was, the job of the judges, the job of the priests. Mm-hmm. When people would come to you and people... you Just like, like I love law shows. I love... Like the trials, but I get so mad sometimes because I think it's not fair if you've got every trick on your side and the other people are just telling the truth and you can convince the jury or you can convince the judge of your way. Well, talk about your book that you've been reading about. Well, about the Salem witch trials and how they would accuse people and everything they're bringing is not evidence. It's false. It's lies. It's to their advantage. And but it's the, not until But the people in charge are, are terrified of being accused themselves, so they go along. Mm-hmm. Right? With what's going on. It's just, I think, and how awful it would be to have to, we don't have the ability, and that's what he's going to talk about in this chapter. God, Jesus is going to tell us, we do not have the ability to see the motives and the heart and the reason behind the psychic. actions yes, and whether right. or not. We, we're doing the best we can. Well, but we and, don't and have the part that. I meant about that story. 
<coughs> I don't know who the book is or the author is, but I know you got it for Christmas, and I know it's yeah. one of your books. Just you a history reading. book, yep. But it actually says in there, from what you've told me, <coughs> excuse me, that as the people who did all the accusing get to the end of their own lives, then they admit that that was all kind of just made up. They did, and they not just, all of them, but some of them, because we made all that up. Those that had a fear of God later in but life, all and they were those afraid, people who so made we just that did stuff that. up. That's still <laughs> all those what was it, thirty some ladies that died yeah, just in Salem, yeah. just in that one place, because they made that stuff up. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they ask forgiveness because they're about to die. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, I think, when we try to judge. We don't. What a mess. We because. What a mess. And what, who are we affiliated with that's going to uh, cancel our culture or, or what is it, woke? Who's going who's gonna to say you are of no importance at all because you don't believe what right. I say? <clears throat> we are in a place where it should be a little reassuring to know that he has said this from the start of this sermon. You do this. But, but I, I see, see that. this. I see yeah. what you really you are. You are. <coughs> don't do your alms before men because that's your reward. That's all you're going to get for it. I know what you're really doing. You know what I thought today? I, when I thought about Hagar in the desert and God's rescue of her, and I thought about the God who sees, I really spent some time thinking, am I glad that God sees? <laughs> you know, I, don't be offended listening to me, but I have these conversations with myself. Because it seems like, humanly speaking, wouldn't it be nice if you could kind of convince him you're a little better than you are? And then I thought, can you imagine having a God who loves you so much that he does see and and seeks and loves you anyway? And how much better it is to serve a God who does see, Mm -hmm. who doesn't let you get away with this, who doesn't let it just be false and you put yourself in a situation where you don't really know him. He makes mm-hmm. you aware that mm-hmm. you don't know him. Mm-hmm. He makes you aware that you're a long way off. And what a loving thing that is. And that, that you can is. never get to his level of thought. or hit, right? He, he shows is, you the pattern. He, perfect, he shows you right? the goal. He is perfection and makes that very clear. You are not. But I love that he doesn't leave you with... I have had a lot of surface relationships in my life. Yeah. I'm pretty good at those. Yeah, where they know you're about 10 minutes deep. And I'm not blaming them. I keep people at an arm's distance. I Like, you know, I'm, I'm not very cuddly. <laughs> right? I, I tend to be kind of... Unfortunately, you've kind of inherited that because we're well, not very I'm just, cuddly. I've had a lot of relationships that are surface deep, but my relationship with God is not surface deep. He won't allow it to be. He, he makes you deal with the things you don't want to deal with and see the things you don't want to see. And he does that through his word, and he does that through sitting in, under good instruction mm-hmm. in a church, and by fellowship with one another, things will come out. And, and by Pe- people you go to church with, whether you like it or not, are your sandpaper. Mm-hmm. They'll rub off those rough edges if you humble yourself and admit mm-hmm. when you're bumping into something that shouldn't be in you. And I'm I'm glad that God sees, right? I'm glad. Before we even kingdom, read this, I am glad that God doesn't let me fake kingdom, my way through. In this kingdom, though, this is how it could be. Right. This is how. This is how it will be one day. Someday it's going to be when sin is no longer things. here. Mm-hmm. And God has and destroyed it, conquered. and death is conquered. And this, all is this, stuff, this is what we're looking forward to. But you're not off the hook because this is His goal now. Yeah. This is what we're working toward right now. Yeah. yeah. This is the goal. It starts out small and then it grows. Right. Don't we're supposed think? to be growing. So we're going to start at verse 16 of chapter six. We talked last time before we finished about the Lord's Prayer and the pattern that it gave us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we left, we ended with, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We talked about how, you know, everybody says that, but do you really mean that? Because He means it. You are forgiven for many, many things. Small, large, in between, you are forgiven, and when you are forgiven, you have you have the obligation to forgive others. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to start at verse sixteen of chapter six. Moreover, and here's I guess the thing is, is this is talked about prayer. This is talked about giving. This is talked about all the things that the church has set up. Right. When you do what you do, um, how you keep the commandments, do you retaliate? What all those things. And now he hits on one that we don't talk about too much anymore, but here it is. Moreover, when you fast, 
be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. He keeps saying that. When we do things to be seen of someone else, or we do things to influence someone else, instead of the real intention of why we do those things, you have your reward. Well, we talked last week about the word hypocrites being an acting term. Mm -hmm. It's basically like saying, don't be pretenders. Mm -hmm. When you fast, don't fast because that gives you an appearance of holiness. Don't fast. Here's what people will say. Don't be offended at me. I had to get God's attention. God was paying attention. Mm -hmm. I fast so that, you know, Mm -hmm. God would hear my prayer. God hears your prayer. Mm -hmm. He already said he would. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not why you're fasting. And you're not fasting so that everybody can see that you're very serious about this. Mm -hmm. No. No. Because it doesn't matter what anybody else sees. God sees my heart. He knows exactly whether I'm serious. He knows exactly what my need is before I ask. He said that in the last part. Mm -hmm. So none of those things are true about fasting. So then, and it's also never, it is never spoken of in the New Testament that you should fast this many days. You should fast on this occasion. You should fast when this thing happens. Mm-hmm. It's just not there. It's not. The concept of fasting is from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's clear that Jesus intended you to do that. Mm-hmm. The fasting, the Day of Atonement was a day of fasting in the Old mm-hmm. Testament. Reverence. They said they afflicted themselves, mm-hmm. right? They, mm-hmm. they. That's what that means. They were, they were fasting and serious about their sin. That's what that mm-hmm. day was about, repentance. Fasting mm-hmm. is connected to repentance. And remember, where is it? He says, what kind of fast shall we call? Yeah. Let's call uh, that's this in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. I'm, he said, I'm sick of the fast you have. How about this? Yeah. Do what, do do what I told you really to do. really meant to be. For right. Obedience. Repentance. Mm-hmm. So that you can't take the word fast without the word repentance. Mm-hmm. They're together. They're, this, they're the same thing. And fasting to go without food or to go without something, to make yourself uncomfortable is the whole and point. pray to the Lord. And I, I think, why would God require that? It's not to get his attention. No. It is not to show your holiness. I said no, this. No, it is not. It's not about And it's some, not because we only do it on a certain time for a certain reason in a certain season. It's, it's not about that. we walk around in a flesh that is consumed with pleasing itself. Mm-hmm. Right? We are, uh, first thing on our mind, Richie used to, I said this before, but Richie used to always say, we're like that. Uh Willie Nelson's song, we're always on our mind. Mm-hmm. We're always on our mind, right? What we're going to eat and what we're going to wear. Jesus talks about that, right? Yeah, awesome. Right up here Don't worry room. about that because that's not the most important thing for you to be focused on, on is your own flesh and taking care of it. So when you fast, don't be a pretender. Don't be an actor. Why then would you fast? What, what is, so what is the point of fasting? Let's go back to Isaiah 58, because Isaiah 58 is where this is. And it's one of the places. There's lots of places that it's back here, but this is one in particular. Um, and he's talking about right and wrong fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice and they take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? We've, we've done all this, and you haven't done so this. So let's just pause there for just a second. The mm-hmm. fast is also not to put pressure on God that he no. has to do what you ask. Why would we? In the because moment? that's another implied thing. Well, if you fast, then you'll get your answer. Well, you have to You have to do it if I fast, No, right? he, his yeas are yeas, and his nays are nays. God will do what he's, he's going to do. And he's answering this. He's saying, right? wherefore have we? He's saying they are saying. We have afflicted we fasted, our souls and takest thou yeah. no knowledge? Did you not even see that we were doing all this? Yeah. Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. And behold, the pleasure is in this face and attention. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate mm-hmm. and to smite with the fist of the wickedness, to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. What I just said. This is not what This, this is, is not, not because God's not listening. Mm-mm. Right? Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen? Here's what he wants you to fast about. To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free 
and that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, that thou bringest the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. He's saying, to what? you are not fasting to get my attention, to show me how humble you are, right. to get your way. See, I, own, I, I guess I didn't understand that for a long time. I kept thinking... You know, if you fast and you're doing that little bit of extra, God has to kind of right. pay attention right, to right, that right. you're doing a little leverage. Bit extra. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> not, but then on the other, but it's not the leverage. Other, why would I ever, in my human state, try to tell God what to do? Hello, what did we learn about in the prayer last week? Start and end with, but you're in charge, right? Let me your submit myself to your will I, because I, you're the king and you're the almighty and, and you, you have know the power. stuff. And you yeah. know, and we have said that before and I won't use names, but we have talked about people and I'm not talking about Lena because you mentioned that, but we, we've talked about people who have had an accident just completely all wrong that they should have an accident, you know, good godly people. But the situation of the accident had good things on both sides things that needed to be done, things that protected each other, or there was always things that we would never even have considered when someone would have said, well, they had a wreck. Well, wait wait a minute. Well, that's not a good thing, right? That's a bad thing. But in God's plan, it can be a good thing. It can stop stuff. It can get your attention. I don't understand why we think, and I really don't, and I don't mean to belabor this point, but I've caught myself doing that. When something happens, I try to tell God how it should be fixed. And I don't need to be advising Job. I don't need to be advising him how to do anything. He knows what he's doing. And he's paying attention. And this fast isn't for for my benefit that way. This fast is to loose the bands of wickedness, help those that are without. Do you know what all those things the are? Feed the hungry, the love your neighbor as yourself. All of that is get your mind off yourself. Yeah, and think about somebody so else. So I'm fasting to repent, turn mm-hmm. my mind around. Yes, and think with him. <laughs> and, and recognize what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And think about somebody other than myself. And the, and a way to do that is the fasting, the skipping the meal is not to get God's attention. It's to get mine. Yes. It's to get yes. my attention in the right place. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when you're hungry... Why are you hungry? Well, and I'm it doing keeps this. telling you you're hungry. But I'm doing this because, <laughs> right? right? It's a reminder this. to think about what I should be thinking Deal about. Deal the bread to the hungry. Bring things to the poor. I mean, all the justice and stuff right. that he was mad at Israel for, for not doing, taking advantage of the poor. All those things, if you're going to fast, he the says. The Bible says if you live for the flesh, you're dead. Be not as a hypocrite, right? right? That's what it says. If you live for the flesh, you're dead. Fasting is a as a chance to like stop that for a minute. Yeah. And live for, yeah. remind yourself to live for the spirit. Live in the spirit. And remember the public and be thinking and the, about the right things. And the person who said, And I fast twice in a week and I give But it has nothing to do with what anybody else sees. It has nothing to do with anybody else thinking that you're holy. It has nothing to do with spiritual power over other things. Fasting, so I can't have that. You know that sad. They should even know you are. They should know you are because it's between you and the Lord. It has nothing to do. And I'm fasting so that I can hear from Him alone. Mm -hmm. Right? I can. And He says, verse seventeen. But and And thou, when you fast, anoint thine head and wash your face. And if and I think He is. And if He is literally referring to the Day of Atonement when they are when they're asked to fast, if that's what He's referring to, just another thing to add on to this discussion is. That is a day of repentance. That's a day when you consider how serious sin is mm-hmm. and how costly because something has to die in your place mm-hmm. for that sin that you committed. And we are very fond in the modern church of being like, well, God doesn't care about that because we all believe in grace. So your sin is no big deal. Keep doing it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to change. You don't have to turn around because God loves you and he knows you and he sees you. God loves you and he knows you and he sees you. Sin is serious. Sin is consequential. It caused the Lord to suffer. It is what the cross is all about. Yes. He paid for our sin, but that doesn't mean that, that your sin doesn't matter and that you did, it didn't have any responsibility under that. God took the, the price. But we the fasting is dark. to remind you that there were consequences. The earth became dark. Right? An innocent man dies. The temple veil is rent. You're right. So think about how ironic it would be, though, 
that you are the Pharisee before the crucifixion, before this mm -hmm. stuff, and it's the Day of Atonement, and you're fasting, but you're making sure everybody sees how you're suffering. But the day is about somebody else suffering in your place, that lamb whose blood is shed in your place. Oh, but you're like, oh, look at how bad I have and it. How when that lamb's throat is cut. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's like us fasting today. And we're like, we're going to fast for any other reason than to get closer to God privately and secretly. We're going to fast for someone else's attention instead of the attention being put on the fact that I am fasting because I need to repent. Mm -hmm. I am fasting because I need to get, I am so full of the flesh right? That I'm unable to, to talk to God about the things I need to talk to him about. I'm just consumed with myself. It's just, again, the outward expression is the opposite of the right heart. Always. 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 Verse 18, uh, verse 17, but thou when thou fastest, anoint thy head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. I love that, that he's the Father in I secret. I do too. I love and that I love it's that between this he is part and I of alone. this sermon, this constitution. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that it's part of that because we have a lot of things that we do. And I've thought about this for myself. I thought about, I don't know why I was stuck on Pharisees today, but the Pharisees... Ruler, rules, had rules, had Moses's rules, made up their own rules, kept, kept coming up with more and more rules. And I kind of am a nerd like that. I kind of <laughs> like to stay within the rules, but I am not a rule keeper. But well, I see that's that's okay because I am. But the thing is, I'll that tell you how much a rule keeper we are. They sent us stickers for our church, the health department, that we had to put on all the doors that go outside and they say, no smoking, no vaping. I never wanted to smoke or vape more in my entire life. I've never smoked or vaped in, in church. Never even thought about doing did. that in church. But all of a sudden, I really head. want to because they put the stickers on the door. That's how much I follow Which the rules. Which is what the law did, right? The right. law, the law said, I've never this. wanted to smoke, but now I have to. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I think never I, even thought about it. I think I did drop my head once. I'm not sure. But no, I'm just thinking about all the rules that we create for ourselves, and then we <laughs> expect someone else to keep those same rules. But we don't keep them. But we don't keep them ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And I just kept thinking about the rules. We just keep coming up with more and more religiosity. That's a nice word there, religiosity. That was good. That was great. But that's not. But in this in this chapter six, he's kind of getting rid of all of that. And if you're one of those people that sit around with all your little list of rules, checking off, well, they didn't do this and they should have done that, and mm, wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> wash your face and stop. Take care of yourself. Because this and isn't speak to this isn't this isn't the kind of thing that's yours to judge, right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to get into that part. So. Verse 19. And the next part's all about your value. Treasure. What do you value? Yeah. What's important? Here we go. Verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust... Sorry, I can't. My eye is running. Nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And verse 21, if you mark your Bible, you really should mark this verse. For where your treasure is, there will be, there will your heart be also. I've, I've had that one marked for a long time. But we, we forget. Yeah. But we forget about, I mean, I when I first think of this, the first thing I think of is over the years, Rick brought, bought a lot of jewelry, not expensive things, because we never were able to buy expensive. And I was always afraid I'd lose it anyway. So for real would, things. For real things. And I would keep them up, because I'd only wear them once in a great while. I didn't want to lose that. Those were important to me. And it took a thief, maybe, I don't know, I got broken into three times, took everything that I had that was important. It didn't remove the thought of the gift, but all that treasuring and hiding and harboring didn't do me a bit of good. Because... I think of preppers. What? I think of preppers. I'm a homeschooler, and a lot of homeschoolers are preppers and homesteaders, and you have a lot of conversations about, you know, like, 
I bought this vault to put my grain in, and, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I've got seeds. The people that prepare that preppers. Prepper is, yeah, I, prepper. I think about preppers, and I'm all for preppers. I am not against the preppers. I'm just because <laughs> they have guns too. I, I'm not yes. against any of them. I want to be friends with some preppers. <laughs> you want to, but you think about the people that like they're like you know if anything happens or if things bad, and and I was. There's nothing wrong with it. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. I, I'm just yeah. going to say. You're not a prepper. I don't mean to upset you, but listen to me. <laughs> uh, you're going to be the first one to get killed because they're going to come take your stuff. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. When oh, it really does. Not if they can't find it. Listen to me. When it really hits the fan <laughs> and it's really falling apart, they're going to come get your stuff. And can if they didn't, if they don't, if you're so good at this that nobody knows you have anything. Can you imagine being a Christian human being and watching your neighbor suffer and starve? But you're all right. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine God being pleased with that? That yeah. you're going to sit up there and be okay, and you're not. You preppers aren't going to do that, right? You're not going to let your fellow people I hope around not, you starve and die. <laughs> I am not against it. I I'm just to saying know how to get clean water from a creek. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing to prepare. I, I, another way people will say it's well, we shouldn't work hard. The Bible spends a lot of time. Read the book of Proverbs about yeah, being diligent and yeah. faithful and industrious and not yeah. lazy and it's taking not and preparing. About, it's not saying it's don't take care of your business. Your heart. It's talking about what do you treasure? Not just that though. It's saying whatever. I do. You know what? Abraham was rich. Yes. Job Moses was rich. Yeah. Uh, God blessed yes. uh, it, who is the disciple Barnabas. Barnabas was able to sell all he had and give it was sizable. It, it enabled Paul to start out on his missionary yeah. journey. Yeah. These gifts that he had. There wasn't anything bad about working hard and being diligent and having things prepared. No, What's not. wrong about it is, is that your, is that your this part in guy, your value? This is the guy with the barn, the grain in the barn. And he said, Oh, I'll just build me more barns. And then I'll sit back and say, look at you. I'm restful. Because you're doing it for the flesh. Right. You're doing it for the outside of you to be comfortable and provided mm -hmm. for and never have to worry and, and never have to remember Abraham went so far as to say, I'm not going to take anything from you because I don't from want because I don't want anybody yeah. to say you made me rich. Yep. Nope, we're not doing that. But so, it's not just that. It is it is seriously the idea that right? So how that do I lay up my that hands are like this and not like this. So how do I lay up that treasure in heaven? Well, First of all, I think your hands have to be open. I think that the concept is God pours it in and God can do with it whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. He can ask of me what he wants to ask of me because it's not mine. It's all his so, anyway. And I think if you do live that way, God tends to entrust you with some more because you're going to you're going to have that open policy mm -hmm. that it is not yours that that's not your treasure my treasure's in heaven so anything that god gives me belongs to him anyway mm -hmm. to use be used for his good but we again this is the heart versus the outside do we gather those things to ourselves so that we can feel like we're okay and that We've done all right in life and people should like and respect us and look up to us so that we can feel safe because our safety and our identity and our our what's, life should be in Christ. What's in heaven? Right? What's in heaven? So when I think about this verse, I didn't always think this way. I And I might not be right. I'm just talking about what it says. But my treasures in heaven are... I've got, I, we say this and you always correct us and I, you know, I don't mean it the way you're going to correct me, but Matt and I always say, we got to get there because that's where the treasures are. That's where Jesus is. That's where our family is. That's where those that have gone ahead of us are. That's a treasure. So does that treasure then help me keep my perspective right here? Yeah, oh, right? yeah. Because I'm not worried about the physical things, although you have to take care of the physical things. I'm not saying that either. I'm not being dumb. I'm just being... Where's the value? Uh, where's, what I need to keep in mind is the priority of the kingdom of heaven first. God gave you what you have now. He can give you what you need later. Yeah. He's going right. to be able right. to do that. And like you say, what is the treasure? What's the treasure? What is the, the treasure? The treasure is God himself. Money's and only as good as what you can... Do with I it for they, good, right? I don't even know it's if they tool. would have money in heaven, but they might. I don't know, but I doubt it. 
jewels and crowns and 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 they've got stuff but they've also got but but we we what they i love like the bible talks about you know you're going to get your reward your treasure with your crown and then you're and immediately you you're going to get the feet of jesus yeah, because you know, it doesn't matter because it's not because worth he's it. the one who's worthy of but the treasure from for me in heaven are the people that are there yeah that have been a witness and you've got to you've got to if, if I'm going to think jewels. about the treasures of heaven, I've got to remember that my treasures, to see that treasure, my priority has to be the kingdom of heaven first. And but, that affects how many, I do everything else. There's, a, I can't remember which church it is. You maybe will remember. But one of the churches, the, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, he writes to them, and one of the things he says, you've got this wrong, is that you assume if you're wealthy, you're good. Yeah. Remember, yeah, remember. Yeah. I don't remember which church it is, but he said you've got the idea that if if that's moral because you have, and he said it has nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it at all. Because there's this church over here. I can't, and again, I don't remember which one it was, but this church over here is poor and they're being persecuted and they're in trouble and they're doing better than you are. They're they're loving me and they're, they're loving each other in a better way than you can, are. This is that's I thought it was Laodicea, but I can't remember the church he put points as an example. He's like they're going through all this know. hard time. Mm -hmm. And their love for me and their love for each other is better than yours. Because mm -hmm. you think you're great. Well yeah, because, you're but you assume that because you're blessed, that means you're good. And I think that's the thing with this layup, not for yourselves, treasures upon earth. You can, you can feel like I'm doing all right because, see, God has blessed me. Well, and, and that's not the case. But people who go through hard times aren't people that God has abandoned. No, no. Uh, and people could very well be a God does bless us. And he, he knows loves what's us, going but on. That's not. We can't read it that way. Like, well, they God we must love them lot. because they have, or they have. Or, or we do a Job mm -hmm. friend thing, and we say, "Well, you must have had something going on bad for you to have that kind of problem, right?" And God says to Job's friends, "No, you don't even right. know what you you're, don't talking, know what you're talking about. So, and yet we still do that. We still think that that and some, you know, some things like." You know, if you have, if you're an alcoholic and you wreck your car and you're an alcoholic at the time, that is a result of what you did. But there's a lot of things that we think are gut well. If I got the, results of every bad thing I did, we'd never. How would we even right? survive, right? So I don't know. When I think God's about the laying up your treasure um, for where your treasure is, there's your heart also. I I think we forget what, what's that, valuable and that everything that we have anyway came from God, any intelligence we have, any ability we have, any talent we have, any money we have, anything that we have belongs to him anyway, right? He I wants agree. something back from us for all that stuff he's given us. So where is your treasure? My treasure needs to be on heavenly things. 22 feels like you changed the subject, but you didn't. But you didn't. And, it's a, and, and to me, it almost reads like a riddle. And here's Jesus mm -hmm. giving it. And it is funny when you It's read hard it. to work through 23 and 20 or 22 23 because for me, of the way it's worded. Because it's right there in the middle of the section when we're talking about wealth and we're talking about physical possessions and our treasures and and what they really should be. And it's kind of to me this one's hard to unpack a little bit. So, so let's go slow. Verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Stop. Keep reading. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. Period. If, therefore, the light that is in thee it be darkness, how great is that darkness? Okay. Does that feel hard? Yes. That feels hard. <laughs> it's like, okay, what do you say? If thine eye so, be and and the word for light when it's talking about the light in here is lamp. Like mm -hmm. if you think about an oil lamp, a light, okay. A so lamp you think about an oil lamp. Path. So the so my eye, okay. The light of the body is the eye. The, the lamp of my body, of, uh, the okay, is the, lamp the eye. And the handle of the cane. <laughs> I'm and sorry. I'm, okay, okay. So he, I don't think he means my physical eye, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's talking about my view of things, my vision of things, what I'm focused on. Because usually in the scripture, when we talk about our eyes, we talk about vision. We talk and about you're looking and what th you're this is this what I and and I've told you this before. Lena is a horse lady, and the first thing they taught that when she started learning to ride a horse, she started to get good at it. They told her drop the reins 
because you can ride a horse without reins if you know what you're doing. She's like, and you're scared to do that because that's the control you have. That's what stops the horse, right? Mm-hmm. But they said, drop the reins. And, and now how are you going to lead that horse? And, and the horse has these neurons all over its body. It's an amazing thing. If Lena looks that way, right, while she's holding her knees on that horse, when she looks that way, that horse will go that way. When she looks that way, the horse will go that way. When, when she looks like she's, when she leans forward just a little bit and looks at a distance, it'll think we got to go there a little bit faster. If she, if she pulls back and looks at something close, it'll slow. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Hmm. That horse that is in front of her, he's not looking at it her. It weighs 2,000 pounds. Right? Is being controlled head. by her eyeballs. <laughs> being controlled by her eyes. And, and, and that's all. That's the knowledge I can bring to this verse to try to explain. When he says, the light of the body is the eye. Your vision, what you are focused on is where you will go. If your vision is focused on God, on, on this light, right? Your treasure. If he's not left this topic. No, he's not left if this If your topic. treasure is God himself, not the stuff that God will give you in heaven, but him. If, if your eye's on the treasure, he's saying, then your whole body's full of light. In other words, everything else is going to operate in that, in that direction. direction. Mm-hmm. So my, my money that I'm able to earn, my job that I'm able to perform, my family that I'm able to serve, mm-hmm. my community that has my, needs my attention, my church, all of that stuff is going, it's going to be directed by mm-hmm. my, my vision, vision of, where I'm of going. what is my value, my treasure, which is God himself, mm-hmm. Right. But he said, if your eye is evil, and, and by evil, he's told us what's evil, right? Mm-hmm. When it's just for us, it's just for our flesh, it's mm-hmm. just to get identity, it's just to get value, it's just to get safety it up for, ourselves. for myself in the flesh, mm-hmm. then now everything that follows in what I do, even though I have an outward appearance of goodness, it's all going to be directed into... Everything else that I do, whether I like it or not, or admit it or not, or I think I've got it covered or not, is motivated by me having the treasure be in my flesh and in myself. And how great is that darkness? And we don't, that's the thing I think we don't even know as church members, is that when our vision is not Christ, when our vision is not God, we are very dark. Mm -hmm. We are capable of great darkness. Mm -hmm. Not just people that aren't in church. I agree. We have the possibility to turn ourselves in a way that is great darkness. How and if you don't believe that, that study darkness? history, study church history. Mm-hmm. Look at things that have happened mm-hmm. under, under people who were, had the appearance of religion, had the appearance of godliness. But they didn't know God, mm-hmm. right? No. They had a, what's the Bible say? You have a form of godliness, but you deny mm-hmm. the power, power thereof. thereof. Mm-hmm. That eye's gone dark. And the reason it's dark is because he is light. You, your, your eye can only be single, singly focused. Just think and about that's that lens. What it says in verse 24. Right? It says, no man can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold on to one and despise the other. Because where I look is where I'm going. You cannot serve So I can't God look over here mammon. into my flesh and go toward heaven. Mm-hmm. Right, and I can't go toward mammon, which is another word for money, but it's especially money sneakily or craftily got. If you look mm-hmm. up that word, mm-hmm. it's it's wheeling dealing. But it's also it's also <laughs> right? it's it's also then confidence in yourself because you think because you have this money, you're you're safe. And that confidence leads you to believe trouble. because I've done so well. Of course, I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Or, right? or I don't have to be like everybody else because I have. I've got my affairs I've in order. I've got abundance. I I've have. got my affairs in order. Mm-hmm. I've done. I've killed it. I've done well, mm-hmm. right? So I know I'm okay because everything's set in order. And he's saying, your you eye's got to be single. Mm-hmm. Your eye has to be single. And, and, and just think about like the lens being focused in the direction that you want to go. It can't be focused on me. Well, and I liked what you said about Abraham and the different ones that were rich. They are rich. Because like they're, because even the the, because even though they had their focus mm-hmm. was on God, you can have it. It says how hardly can a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven? And then they say, well, then nobody. And he said, if with man that's impossible for the camel to go through the eye of a needle, but with God, he says everything is possible. Now listen. So it's not saying you can't have money and and be go, go to heaven. That's not what it's saying. 
But it is saying, I can't think that the money I've laid up for myself is enough to protect me, and I'm depending on that. Your security cannot be in you. It cannot. Your security has to be in a God who can actually do this mm-hmm. with with singleness. With mm-hmm. Think Intent. about the obedience and the focus of Jesus on the will of the Father mm-hmm. opposed to like what a man does. What mm-hmm. you know, while while John and James are fighting about who gets to sit in what chair in heaven. Jesus and, and we might say I can't believe they would do that. But we do the same thing in our own minds. Their eye was full of darkness. Yeah. They're because what they're focused on, where am I going to sit? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be more important? I Who's going to be yeah, more powerful? Be, who is the greatest? While they're heaven? doing that, Jesus is, is telling them to prepare the upper room so they can wash their feet. Mm-hmm. Not because he, the disciples are so worthy of feet washing, because that's what the Father would have him do to express his love. That, that, that He is singly focused on the will of the Father, mm-hmm. and he's full of what he is like, mm-hmm. right? So we don't measure up to this one either, in case you were wondering. No, we don't. But the goal is look to, where you're going, mm-hmm. right? Where, what is, where is your And I, I hate to say it this way, drop the reins. Yep. And <laughs> look where you're and going stop, and let the Lord take control. And stop, and this is hard, because I'm getting ready to do some things in retirement, which I've never mm-hmm. been retired before, so I'm getting ready to do that. And I have to remind myself... I'm not in control of this thing, right? I'm not in control of very, you're, you're not in control of very much at all. So I have dropping the reins for me in that regard is a little bit help is a little bit scary mm-hmm. because I, even though I've been in church a long time, you think you know what needs to happen and how I need, you've got to sort of kind of plan it out in your brain before you can do it. But he's actually saying, He's in charge again, and you're not. He's also, right here in these verses, I think Jesus is really confronting mm-hmm. the false religion we have today of balance. And I know mm-hmm. people are going to react to that when I say that that's not a good thing. It's always all about balance right now. Like, don't you hear that at work all yes, the time? Yes, And you hear, you know, people, pop psychologists, and people are always talking about the, the goal is balance. The goal mm-hmm. is balance. Not according to Christ. Christ yeah. is saying it's not a balance between two masters that you're figuring out. It's not yeah. a balance between the money that you would like no. to give you security and the Christ all. and the God relationship. Like this is this is where my security is in my uh, soul is in God, but in my finances it's in money and it's my ability to earn this money. He's saying he's not talking about balance. He's talking about single focus. He said he's saying he's not saying don't work and don't do the things you're supposed to do. No. Again, I'm saying that he is, not saying, he is that. saying that all of that is under the heading of my work. And everything I am is under the heading of, I belong to the Lord. And I want, I am living how in obedience I, to what he would have me to do. how do I bring him honor by what I right? do? And all of it belongs to him. So he can do with it what Whatever he wants. He, wants he can give it. He can take it. And either way, he's the Lord. And that's what Job right? said. And I hate to bring Job up a lot. But Job said, can we not take a little grief? I mean, we only like God if He does everything we think is a good thing. And again, it's the not give us. You know, fasting wasn't really about the food, mm-hmm. and the treasure is not really about the money. <laughs> it's not either one about nope. what you think it's about. No, nope, it is not. It is about where is your heart. Right. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. And what does Job say? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Doesn't matter. Right. Right. But to get us as human beings to that place, need the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because we don't get that very mm-hmm. well. You need help with that. So verse the whole thing, every verse, I need every help. single verse. <laughs> I need help with that, Lord. I think when we started with when we started on chapter five, you kept thinking, "Oh, that's man. a lot. That's a lot, yeah, Jesus." Yeah, this is we're just. And can you imagine them sitting there listening to him say that and just being awestruck with, "Huh, you know, uh, well, that undoes everything we've been, all the rules, right?" Again, as a rule person, the rules are important, but it's not the rule that's important. It's the intent of the heart. Mm-hmm. All right, verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, ready? Take no thought for your life in retirement, you big knucklehead. No, that's not what it says. It says, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Can I just say, take no thought if you... if. If you were going to maybe put that in the way we speak today, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's wrong, that it's right. Mm-hmm. This is good translation of the Bible. 
But what it's talking about is anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's not talking about, don't even, just go along like a fool and don't work. Because read the book of Proverbs. (laughs) Right? You don't work, you don't eat. It says, man doesn't work, you don't need. You don't need to have anxiety. Take no thought about for your life, what you eat, what you're drinking, what you're bought, what you're not anxious your body, thought, right? What you'll put on is not the life more than meat and body and aren't and those all the things that bring on our anxiety, like his list he just made, of course, because Jesus knows everything. Those are the things that ha- ha- throw us into an anxiety attack, we, that make us obsessed, that give us diseases and mental diseases, and all, that when we we mm-hmm. are are not not it's not talking about being a good steward, not being. It's talking about don't. Let anxiety cripple you, fear cripple you. Mm-hmm. Your identity come from the things you eat, the things you wear, the thing, right? That what other imagine? people see you in. Don't let that be what defines you can and you, how your appearance is. Can you imagine though, if you and I've and I've seen this, and you know we've seen this, people that that's all they well I can't do that because sometimes that people's me. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes that people's mean. I'm just saying. Have I seen people like that? Yes, in the mirror. I've seen people like that. (laughs) I can't do this. I have seen. I've been obsessed with every bite of food, and I've been obsessed with what my clothes. Yeah, because that's where you're getting your worth and your value. And people say you're okay. And again, it goes back to it's not the outside. That is impressive to God whatsoever. Why are you, all your thought and your focus, your anxiety, your panic is on all these things that God's already told you he will take care of. If, if you'll follow him and do whatever you do, he's going to take care of that and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody's thinking about you anyway. <laughs> except you. You know what? Except you. That's and now, what we and do. the only thing that makes you They're do is just fret and scurry. Yes, that's true. Right? They're all worried about the same things you're worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes, that's true. All the time. And, and I think that that's why as we go through this particular part of Scripture, I think all of the Scripture does that. I shouldn't say that. But <laughs> it does. if you let it apply to you, if you when you read it and you think, don't think about what I said or what Laura says, but think about what you do. Right. Then you either agree or disagree to cause yourself undue stress and anxiety. Don't you and love the way of a father and, that doesn't want you to be anxious? Wouldn't he you? doesn't want you to have anxiety about these things. He doesn't want you to panic what did all your the time. Fa- what did your father you tell you guys? The, I mean, Rick always just said he'd put his girls up against anybody. You guys were, it didn't bother him what you wore. He didn't care what you wore, right? I mean, you couldn't come in church. Well, that's a mess, I'm saying. But, <laughs> but don't worry. I mean, if you think about this as the king, the father, that's a good he's my, analogy. He's a king, but he's my dad. And, when he's and I love you, that when he tells him, he says, you know, call me Abba. Yeah. Call, me, call me dad. Call me like you know me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can come right and up I close and say. That, and I always start that. He cares about me. back it up because I know there but are people. But he said you can. But I know there are people who didn't have good fathers or didn't have a, but you a do good now. relationship. If but you, you, come you do him, now you do. if you have this, right? You do now. So I say, um, verse 25 again, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body, what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? I remember being like, Lord, I've seen dead birds. I, I, that, that, this is the way I talk to the Lord when I read scripture. Think of the thousand, Lord, they die all the time. They fly into the window. They, they, they're over here. And it was just like, I was reading it one day. It was like, are you not much better than they? The thing is that does, this verse does not mean that you, you don't ever fly into a window. Please. Yes, you do. I'm not being or silly right now. Door. Okay. I'm sorry. But it means that not one time does that happen. He doesn't know. Not mm-hmm. one time does that happen that God, and you are worth Many sparrows. You're worth many sparrows. God is watching. He is taking care of. He's aware of your situation. I know that sounds silly, but no. I can remember having these thoughts. Reading but, this as but a, watch go on. And Keep thinking, going. But when he talks about the lilies, I thought, Lord, cows eat those. Right? You're watching the lilies, but they sure do get eaten a lot. And they wither. <laughs> and, they not, and, you know, I, I'm just telling you the way my mind works. It's not right okay. up here. But I, I'm like, but what is he saying? But the, he's, he's saying that. 
Okay, listen, birds aren't forever. Listen to me. This is shocks the people. Birds do not live forever. And lilies do not live forever. So that's obviously not, he's not saying that to you who are anxious, that you're, nothing bad is ever going to happen and nothing's ever going to come that's challenging and you are never going to have a problem and you're never going to have to deal with death or you're never going to have to deal with disease. He's saying, I made them and I made you and, and I, I haven't it. lost control. And I got it. I haven't lost control. I'm watching. Verse 27. Right? Which of you, by taking thought or about worrying about it or about fretting mm -hmm. over it, can add one cubit to your stature? Mm -hmm. Can you grow 18 more inches if you, if you know, just because you want to? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now that's a big statement about those lilies of the cowsie. They're more beautiful than anything we've ever made. Right. And we can't make them. And and not all about, but that doesn't, I, I just, I know I sound like I'm making a joke. I'm not. In that is also an acknowledgement, right, of the temporary nature of here. Our life is like a vapor. You are not a sparrow. You are more than a sparrow. You are not a lily. You are more than a lily. Mm -hmm. The the, the sparrow is going to fall and the lilies are going to droop. And that's but what But you're going to live forever. Which is what it right? says. You are 30. going to be eternally <laughs> cared for by a God who said he would do that. And it says, wherefore. Okay, so in. So let's. Yeah, because I've said that. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is. And tomorrow is cast into the so oven. So it's not just me. Jesus is telling you this is about the temporariness yes. of these things. Shall he not much more clothe ye, you, O ye of little faith? Mm -hmm. When it comes to those things, how much we think we have to more. solve them on our own. And he's just asking us to he's believe not, him and have faith. Like it, Jesus is saying you're not a temporary thing. Mm -mm. You're, you're eternal. More. You're an eternal thing. You're more. Mm -hmm. so this life is temporary. You are more. Mm -hmm. You're more than what everybody sees right now. You're more than who <laughs> likes you or who doesn't. You're the outward thing, that's that beauty of the lily. Mm -hmm. Even though God made the lily, it's just an outward thing. That outward thing is, is that life of that sparrow that doesn't, it doesn't last long. Mm -hmm. You're more than that. Mm -hmm. I care more about you than that. Mm -hmm. About the, all and, the part of you. And then you know, and I take care part of all of that stuff. He, what, what did he say? It lasts he that believeth in me shall never die. And don't forget, right? Know, we're we'll never going to But what's he say to Job? Do you make sure that the mm -hmm. sheep I've got? To, he do does care things? for do these you, things. Can, do you? Can you take care of all that stuff? Because I can. But God he cares says. for me more. That's what he says. Not the same as no more. more. Verse thirty-one. Therefore, because you know those things, and because I'm telling you, I can take care of it. Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. So then, now, okay, here's now go back place. to fasting and go back to treasure and go back to these ideas that he's had because the next verse is referring to that. It's all of this. Right, this it's is all, all this. going back to these things that we just talked about. And if you, and again, this is one of those lines. That here's your treasure. Right. And here's what you're up. fasting for. And here's what you're, right? Mm -hmm. This this is all, this is the verse that says this is what it should be. He says, verse 33, but seek ye first, first, first. The kingdom of God. This is your single focus. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? All the other things we're worried about. All the things we've talked about. Right. All the Everything. other things we're worried about. Mm -hmm. If I seek him first, he'll take care of that. If he's the first priority, if he's the first consideration in my work, in my life, in, in, in my heart, in my relationship, Apply all the other daily. stuff's going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Apply it every day. Wake up with that thought. First. First, first, first. And again, this is not your work. Mm -mm. This is your relationship. This is your, this relationship. Is your focus. This is where your eyes are looking. Right? Thir thir verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. If you go back to the Lord's Prayer that's in the beginning part of that chapter, and he says, give us this day our daily bread. That marries this verse. When he's saying that 
I'm not worried. I'm asking Lord for today because the mm-hmm. only thing I have any influence or involvement in is today and this day. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil today. But there's something right about the daily seeking of God's face, the mm-hmm. daily seeking of His will, and not just I prayed once. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I prayed once, and then I'm gonna. I'm just not gonna continue that relationship. He wants you daily to, to to put him in the right position in your affections in the right place. Take no thought for tomorrow. How about we walk together today mm-hmm. and just worry about right? today because it's sufficient. Today's got its own problems. There's enough for you and tomorrow, I. Tomorrow we'll have some more for me things. to get instruction from God about just for today. Just for today. Because tomorrow will have its own stuff to worry right. about. But and, we'll do today. And he'll still be there. And isn't it funny that in our nature, in our human nature, when you hear anything that's a little bit off, you can immediately go to the very worst thought. You start thinking. You don't just think, like, uh, no offense, because we all do this, but when Lena had her accident, we didn't just think it was an accident. It was going to be a horrible accident. It was going to mm-hmm. be very much hurt and harm and all the stuff that could come from that. But that's not what was. Right. Yeah. So we stress ourselves out. We've got to remember where our treasure is. We've got to remember to pray. We've got to remember what our duty is, which is our reasonable service. What things are we supposed to do? Yeah. And I think about, I swear, I still think about Job. I thought about it through this whole thing. Job didn't do anything that, right? He, he, God even said, he's an upright guy. He's a good guy. I just go ahead and try him. And his friends kept coming at him saying, well, you know, it's probably this. or you." And then they make up stuff. Well, I bet you did this. Did you do that? And God goes at the very end and says, do you even know who I am, Job? Do you know what I do? What makes the stars and the moon and all this stuff? What makes all those things just take care of itself? It's not, you know, I do that. And we forget that, oh, ye of little faith, that hits me. Because I am very much sometimes of little faith. I forget that I'm not in control of anything. He is. Well, I think that's why verse 33, the first time the phrase, now it talks about kingdom, and mm-hmm. but the first time the phrase kingdom of God is used is right there mm-hmm. in Matthew. And it gets mm-hmm. used more and it's in other places. But notice it doesn't just say, it's implied that you're seeking God, mm-hmm. but you're seeking the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That phrase specifically, I think, is exactly what you're talking about. It's not just that I'm seeking God, but I'm His sovereignty mm-hmm. over all mm-hmm. the situations. Like, I'm seeking the fact that He is King, and He, and he rules and reigns in my life, and He can do with it what He will because I trust Him, which that's the hard part because you're trusting in something you don't see. Mm-hmm. You're by faith trusting in God. Now, He's, he's given us plenty of evidence that he can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And he's given us plenty of examples of how those who trusted him were glad they did. Mm-hmm. But for us to walk it through our life trusting the Lord that he He can be in charge because he cares for me more than those lilies. He cares for me more than the sparrows. Mm-hmm. He, he is my treasure. He, I fast so that I can be repentant and in his presence and feel his presence and in my others. life so that I can be focused on not me, on but else. on someone else because the king said to, and he said, if I do that, he'll take care of what I need. Yep. I don't have to worry about what I need. If I'm taking care of what somebody else needs, he'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. You know, all of it is wrapped up in that, that idea of he can be trusted and he is sovereign. He's in charge. And aren't you glad? And I think a lot of Christians be like, he's king and he's in charge, but I better do this. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll take well, care I've of done this. That. I've said that myself. Right? No, he's king of all. He, he's got it. He's right? king of all. And in any situation we have any influence or power over, our first thought is, let's do it the way the king would have it done. Right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let, let's live I the way the king would have it done. I think it's more that open hand. It's not really mine. It's his. Seek you first the right? king. It's his. The sovereignty, the rule. And I think sometimes... And I think it's not just heaven, do you? No. People will say the kingdom ev- of heaven is going to be... The kingdom of heaven is anywhere the king is mm-hmm. and where the king is in charge. It is heaven. Mm-hmm. It's the millennial kingdom coming. It's now. It's now. In the life of a believer that he's king. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I am just, I'm just and trusting in that great thing. what I think is gracious is that as he's teaching this, 
he's revealing all this to them. Mm -hmm. And now it's here for us to look at and for us to have it revealed to us too. It's also the answer to everything from verse 5 on that we have found flawed, wrong, broken, diseased in ourself mm -hmm. and in our spirit and our soul that we thought, you know what, I broke that one, Lord. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that. That was your will. I didn't. I am the person who looks mm -hmm. at things with lust. I am the person mm -hmm. who, who didn't love my neighbor the way it was. I hated him inside and I committed murder. I am guilty of these things. The answer, the remedy, it's seek right ye here. first the kingdom of God because Christ is the king and he's the only way that we are even a part of fulfilling these things in him in the fact that he already did it and we are in him and don't forget i know it's i know it's we're out of time but don't forget your heart is exceedingly wicked who can know who it? can know it and yet here in verse 21 it says where your treasure is is where your heart will be you've got to commit yourself to seeking the kingdom of heaven first it doesn't just happen you have to be focused on it it doesn't you can't just Hope you do. You've got to act upon that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining us. We hope to be back next week. We'll continue with this Sermon on the Mount. We've got one more chapter, one more beating up to do of all the things we need to do better. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready. You've been listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what we studied today, or if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. You can also find more information on our website, www.addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash battlereadybiblestudy. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says.